This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can be a patron too for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content every month, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to spend a special shout-out to our patron who supports us at $5 a month. Uh, that is our producer-level credit. Thank you, Jeremiah Dempster, for supporting the show. Now, on to the podcast. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 268, The World Derp. Yeah. Derp, 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 derp. Uh, so before we actually get into anything, we got to have to thank somebody. Uh, we had one of our patrons decide that they want to up their pledge. Decided $1 a month was not enough for us. <laughs> They decided to do five bucks a month to become a Woo! producer of the show. They decided we were worth five dollars a month. A month. Yeah, it's not just five dollars. Five dollars a month. So there you go. Uh, Will Martin, thank you. He is our longest subscribing patron for over a year now, and he's kicked in an extra four bucks a month. So thank you very much. And in honor of, and, and we're going to play this now in honor of new patrons and patrons that up uh, their their monthly um, donation to us. You get this. Okay, that that was not that was not cut correctly. I will fix that before the last. We just keep playing. We're gonna play for like an hour, and that's it. And just talk over it. <laughs> sure, we we've, we've talked over things before, so yeah, but that one wasn't as bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um. So two games that we talked about, one that was okay, one that was almost bad, um, <laughs> but ended up, being, ended up being okay in the end. Uh, so first, Red Bulls went to Columbus, uh, minus Tyler Adams, minus Tim Parker, minus Kaku, minus um, Rio. Rio, and I can't remember the last guy for some reason, I don't know why. There wasn't two defenders, Maria was somebody else that went to... Yeah, Parker. You no, said okay, third. Maybe three defenders. I don't know. Anyway. Um, one, one draw. Pulling that one out in the second half, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk... We're going to do each one separately, because I, I feel like this one kind of deserves two games to talk each about each one separately. So uh, likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, we'll start with you. What did you dislike about the Columbus match? Uh, that first half, uh, that was the worst uh, half of soccer I've seen the Red Bulls play <laughs> in a really long ass time. Um, it was just, it was damn near embarrassing. Um, you know, so they just couldn't do anything right. I mean, it was, I, I, I you know, <clears throat> for anyone who watched the France game, I felt like I was still watching it. Like, you know, just the U.S. getting bombarded. <laughs> I thought it was the same freaking game, the way the Rebels were getting bombarded. I mean, it, it was brutal. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of hope they don't have another stinker of a half or a game like that in them uh, 
for the rest of the season. Yeah, agreed. And again, we're, we're kind of saved by the fact that um, a lot of the major guys were missing. Mm-hmm. So you just take that as a saving grace of a god awful uh, half. Uh, really, the out of what f- four halves, mm-hmm. we had one bad one in the past two games, right? One really bad one. The rest were uh, good to decent, I would say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really, just just sloppy play. Uh, they didn't look like they had anything going on. Uh, BWP didn't even know what the ball was at one point. I don't think, I don't think anyone knew what the ball was. So, but again, you temper it with not a full lineup, uh, against a good team. You just kind of go, okay, yeah, they got through it. And then we come to the end result. Could have been worse. Could have, could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I'll, I'll pile into the first half. And the reason it's a big dislike for me is because the reason it was such a bad half was effort. It just the effort wasn't there. Um, I think the second half was more indicative of if this team puts an effort, what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we ended up. I don't know if that's. I think we held them to like one or two shots in the second half, something like that, or maybe even none. I don't know. But well, they, they switched up their alignment in the second half. Well, that was part of it, but it. At least to me, it seemed like the team was listless. I'm not sure that's the right word, but it, it seems like they just weren't weren't ready, just weren't motivated, whatever the, whatever you want to call it. They just like weren't they weren't there mentally for the game in the first half. Not like they were in the second. For some, Marsh, Jesse Marsh must have like kicked them in the ass really good in the locker room because they came out much more. Motivate in the second half to me. I mean, I think it was, I think we should alignment thing. I mean, you know, the, the that happens. I mean, we saw it last year with this team. They tried to play a four-two-two-two. They couldn't do anything. Uh, they tried switch back to the four-two-three-one. They couldn't do anything. But when they finally switched to a five-man back line, they started being competitive. And I, I, don't, I think that's really all it was. I mean, Connor laid. Uh, you know, I think what he switched up to a wing back as opposed to a defender in. Uh, the second half, and he made a difference, uh, or a bigger difference than he did. You know, so I don't think it was an effort thing. I think it was just uh, with the amount of guys they had missing, um, they couldn't play their usual formation. I mean, maybe i i thought I thought I saw it as effort, but I mean, it could have been it could have been that. So, uh, let's talk about like Truman. You go first. What did you like about this game? All right, well, uh, two things, they kind of go together because the, this man is going to get absolutely killed <laughs> a little bit later, I'm sure. But uh, Alex Mawil gets a goal that kind of saves them. Now, that that's half of it, okay? So they tie the game, great. Uh, that's the result we wanted, right? The best part is after they had scored the goal, they got to all of, what, the six Red Bulls fans were there? Mm-hmm. Six? And I knew every single one of them. Yeah, that that was the best part, and especially, especially former guest Zach Wasink dancing around in a circle with, <laughs> I believe, his beer in his hand. So you really can't top that. Is when you cut and you just see them just bouncing around. So that I thought that was really the highlight. I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. And I go back because I, I recorded it and I pause it and I tell my fiance, I'm like, okay, that's so and so, that's so and so, that's this guy, that's that guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's all of them. We know all of those people. Yeah. I think Washington had a Negro Modelo tall boy, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. I uh, mean, in fairness, that is the closest game for him to go to. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my like, I mean, I more or less just espoused on it. They made a lineup switch and uh, it made a difference. There's really nothing more I can add to that. Um, I guess just the goal for me because it's as much as we were better in the second half, I there's nothing that stood out, right? Right, it's just the, the fact that they came. I mean, that goal happened relatively quick, right? It was like the first 10 minutes of the half that they they scored it, so you know, the fact that they were able to step back up and uh, I didn't think it was that quick, but I'll tell you what, I've I've blurred out a lot of that game at this point because we have another game that we just watched last night. The one-one draw. You're like, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Columbus game was very forgettable. (laughs) Like honestly, if we lost one nothing, I was not going to be upset about it. Right. So, um, so speaking of, let's move on to that game. Okay. Uh, Because the Columbus game is really forgettable. Uh, Hosted Seattle at home. Oh wait, we should say predictions for that one, right? Because sure, okay. Uh, somebody did get that one right. Who was that? Huh? I wonder. Oh, oh yeah, that was me. I called it a one-one draw. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened last night with predictions? <laughs> well, I didn't get last night right. I said four-one. Oh, four. I thought you said two-one. No. I said I needed two goals for and one against at that point. <laughs> I said it wasn't going to happen. I thought you had a six-point swing. No, <laughs> no. That would have been insane. Yeah. Um, no. So, um, going into the game against Seattle, it was – Seattle f- had, had won a game, but it was against D.C. Yeah. So, you know, it's whatever. Well, um, well. Yeah. So, by the way, Alex Mobile scored in the 57th minute of the Columbus yeah. game. So, there you go. Um, two, two, one win against Seattle, which would have been okay if it wasn't the fact that we gave up a goal and almost gave up a second. <laughs> um, and what Pat's referring to is when it was two nothing. Oh, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I we need to start. Then can I just start with my dislike? Okay, okay, because you're you're about to talk about it, and I need to bring it up because it's my enough. dislike. If your dislike's what it is, go ahead. Okay. So, at 2 nothing, I believe that was my prediction for this game, correct? Uh, I have... I so. yeah, it was your prediction was 2 nothing. Correct. Pat's prediction was 3 nothing. At, at that point, Jay was not getting the 4-1 result. That no, was... Wasn't. That was out... I mean, after the first half, you knew that was out the window. Like, unless something crazy gets happened. I, I, I Honestly, I knew like 20 minutes that it wasn't happening. Right. And... But as as it's two nothing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, the only way this game is going to end is two one. I said it's the only way this game is going to end because it's going to screw me, and, and it's it's going to screw Pat, and it's going to be a crappy result, and like none of us are going to get anything out of this result. Like the, Pat and I were we were teetering on. We would all get a point. Getting, That's what you were looking at. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, who had the chance? Uh, right, it was uh, uh, Velo, right, who had the chance right in front of yeah. net, mm-hmm. who missed. I mean, off the rebound of his own shot. I mean, it couldn't have been more of an open net. Yeah. And well, I, I know you have to mention this, but I, 
I I said the pie said you must be throwing up right now. <laughs> yeah, it was a that was a brutal a brutal one to uh, watch. Uh, you know how to watch uh, local full Wondolowski when I had three, <laughs> three points there waiting for me to just kind of jump back in the lead. But uh, you know what are you going to do? You win some, you lose some. <laughs> so so the sequence of events was it was two nothing. Pat goes one more, and I make up my deficit. And I respond, so we're going to get 4-1. Or, or, wait, no, I said 4-1's not likely, which means it's going to happen, because why not? Pat misunderstood what I was saying, because I didn't say 4-1. I just said, it's, I, I, you know, I'm going to get this right, because it's unlikely. As soon as they give up the goal, all I see is, fuck you, Jay, in our, our chat. Mm-hmm. And... and and it was before the goal because he was watching on cable and and Truman and I were watching on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. So we're like a good thirty seconds to a minute behind, and we're like, "What?" Oh, you knew, I knew. As soon as you said, I'm like, and I just sit there staring at the TV, like, "Here it comes." Oh, yep, here, yep, there it is. So yeah. you had the brace. That stupid two-one result, the one that, of course, nobody, <laughs> none of us. So Pat, what's your dislike? Um, yeah, I mean the decade that I didn't get to prediction right, and then they gave up that late goal. I mean, in the end, three points, three points. You can't be too disappointed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll just, we'll just go with that. My own petty, my own pettiness <laughs> is uh, my dislike this week. <laughs> well, then I guess I have to be the one to talk about it. I think we'll talk we... about it in afterthoughts. Well, we we will. Well, the I, the afterthoughts contain both. I think so. Mm-hmm. But Alex McWheel, how do you miss a wide open header like that? <sighs> let, alone, let alone the other stuff you missed, but just like that one in particular, right? He had three shots on goal, but that but that one was a free header, like at the top of the six yard box. Like, how rare is that to actually get? Mm. And and I say this obviously not having played, but. It, it it can't be that hard to put it in any sort of direction aside from straight the goalkeeper, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it right at the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He almost actually could have fully redeemed himself. Well, it's and it's not his fault. But in the second half, he had that great backheel pass to again. I think it was Velo, but Velo didn't follow the run through, and and he totally uh, stoinked the ball. There was so a he, lot of stoinking. Yeah. Uh, but he could have like made himself like a partial hero, and everyone could have stopped talking trash about him. Um, he also had one. Was the one header was a really good save from the keeper? I think there was one that was saved well. Yeah, right. That was actually a good shot. That was just a great save. But it's just kind um, of like that point when the, that was the third one. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like after that, you're like not even willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. you suck balls, wheel. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where right. are we? So now, now it's time for likes. Okay, so, Pat, you get to go first. What do you like about this one? Um, let's. Uh, you know, what? it's good to go into the break with a win. You know, uh, World Cup break is coming up. Uh, I believe what after the Open Cup they have like two weeks off or a week and a half off, a something like that. The next game is the twenty third. Okay, so um, it's like not even. A, it's really not even a break. It's a bye week essentially. 
It's uh, it's a it's half by week. I mean, they, they play Saturday. It's a regular week. <laughs> yeah, but we all know the Open Cup doesn't count. That's not real. What, what uh, baffles me is the fact that the MLS didn't schedule a full two week break here. Yeah, no America. So if there was America, they'd have the two weeks off, but, but they did, no America. But they. Yeah, but still, I figure Fox... It doesn't matter. All they care about is America. America. You know? As if the Americans were in it, they'd probably take the two, two weeks off. Although, I think I think the Seattle... No, Seattle game wasn't a makeup game, right? So, that that's never mm. mind. I was going to say, that was a makeup for us playing the Open Cup, but that's okay. not... Or the uh, Champions League, but that's not true. Yeah, no, there's a Houston game, right? Or something? Uh, I don't uh, Houston in August is a makeup. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's good to go in the break with a win. Uh, to keep that momentum going. Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to shout out Ethan Cutler with the beautiful pass to the man who has forgotten how to score with his feet and now only scores with his head, and that's Bradley Ray Phillips. Uh, welcome to the team. Yeah. That's all you can say. I think, I think we should completely go on the overreaction train and say when, by all means, sell Mario after the World Cup because we got Ethan Cutler. <laughs> He's clearly going to replace him. Do you think the Cutler statue will be a little bit smaller than the Kaku statue in front of the stadium? Like he'll be like he'll be like looking up, like idolizing Kaku as Kaku has his hands on his hips, like looking into the sky. It's tough. I mean, you figure Kaku had two kind of crappy games before he went away for national team duty. So you you know can't afford as much bronze anymore after Mm. that. So they, they might be of even height at this point. Well, we'll have to see how the season progresses. So you're saying Kaku's statue might become like cubic zirconia? Pretty much. Pretty much. I think we're, we're getting to that point. Um, not going to waste the good metals and carbon-based uh, rocks on, uh, on Kaku until he comes back and gets more assists. Smart. That's smart. Smart thinking. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, eventually, we'll, I mean, ideally, the season we want him to have, is that when immigrants come on the boats and start seeing Statue of Liberty, they see Kaku, and then they know they're in America. You could probably see that from Red Bull Arena. We build up tall enough, right? So, hey Jay, you got any likes? <laughs> um, I'm going to say this only because I know you were complaining about it when the game started that my ESPN Plus was working correctly. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah. problems with yours and mine seem to be working correctly. You know, it was just and, and I, I was kind of like a little bit of a choppy stream here and there. Yeah, and my picture quality wasn't great for the Columbus game. I just figured it was Columbus, and it seems like that was the case. So that's probably a good point. Yeah, it was Ohio. So what were you getting out of there? And they, did, and they did have a storm coming in that game, so you never know. Yeah, I I think I've talked to this before. Like I had. I know I've talked about the fact that I interviewed with MLS for the website before, but um, for MLS Live, and I assume for ESPN Plus, um, they don't have fiber optic cables running to all the stadiums. So what you generally have is satellite uplinks that are feeding the game to these streaming services. So in the case of Columbus, if they have a big weather storm coming in, then it might have affected the, the stream. So, But in that case, I derailed it off ESPN. And I got to watch it without any commercial interruptions, Jay. So, Ooh. but that's a whole other story entirely that these listeners don't want to hear about. No, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. That's inside. That's inside. Because uh, it hasn't. It hasn't come up yet. <laughs> it's not. It hasn't caused a like here, dislike yet. So, 
All right. Uh, so after thoughts, uh, before we talk about something, we did have a voicemail. So I'll play that real quick. Guys, this is Jeremiah. Um, what I want to talk about is Alex Muel. I am sure that everyone is sick to death of talking about Muel and his form and his positives and his negatives. But I, like, this whole, like, we hate Alex thing that seems to be happening has got to stop. Like, when I watch Alex Muel play, like, I see a wasteful player with finishing chances. But... Everything else about his game has improved over his time as a Red Bull player. He is much more confident on the ball than he used to be. He connects passes at a much higher rate than he used to. He gets down to the end line. He has pace. He covers ground. He does all the things that we've always given him credit for. But basically everything else about the rest of his game has come up. Like, does he miss passes? Yes. He misplaces passes. Does he hit crosses into the upper deck? Yes, he hits crosses into the upper deck. But every attacking player that plays the game at any level hits crosses into the upper deck, misses passes, misplaces passes, has bad first touches. Like, every player has these things. They're attacking players. They take chances on the ball. That's what they do. But, like, when I watch Wheel hit a great first touch and then Christ turn in the middle of the park and make a run, and then he gets crap for it because of where he lost the ball. Like, it's no wonder that this kid is playing, like, without confidence, is plugging his ears, which you have to interpret as a sign towards us, the fans, <laughs> who aren't supporting him. Like, I worry that this is a kid that the fan base is really, really getting to. Um, when in reality, like, he's one of the kids that we should be ridiculously proud of. Uh, anyway, that's all I want to say. Uh, have a great one. Bye. I have to disagree. I don't think our fan base has ever overreacted about anything ever. <laughs> no, I mean, absolutely not, right? That's Come on. Well, uh, I mean, the biggest issue is that what what do what does the common fan see? Now, Jeremiah is uh, a coach from what we understand, right? He is a actual soccer coach, so he, he gets more of the ins and outs than a lot of, like, your regular fan would. And what does a regular fan see? They're saying they're seeing three things, three three shots, no goals. That's mm-hmm. and when they do, they jump all over them. What they don't see, and what we you know I mentioned earlier was that really nice backheel pass that unfortunately went for not. So you can just see where the Twitter fans are going nuts. I I mean I try not to jump all over the guy. He definitely deserved the beating during uh, Champions League for sure. Oh, you know yeah. there was definitely some well deserved Twitter beatings for that. Um, but yeah, I, I know someone on Twitter mentioned last night that maybe he should go back down to Red Bull too. That's not happening. That's, just, that's not, you don't, that's just not, it's, it's boomer bust for him at this point. He's on the team. Um, yes, he probably won't be starting a lot of games when they have the full lineup because there's just, where do you put them? Um, but I, I mean, I, I think he is right. He's, he's doing a decent job. It's just that your everyday fan is just seeing those shots on target and just, they lose their minds. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I think everything that he said for the most part in that interview or the interview, the voicemail is correct. I mean, I think, uh, like Truman said, uh, he was terrible in Champions League, but the last couple of games, I, I do, I do think he's actually played rather well. Um, the missed goals notwithstanding, um, you know, he, he has improved. 
while our fan base absolutely is prone to hyperbole and overreaction, there's no question about it. Like it's every week we suck or we're great. It's one or the other. It's never in between. I mean, that's a New York fan base. Yep. You know, that's new. They did it to a rod, you know, they do it to everybody. It's, it's just Gary Sanchez sucks. Meanwhile, the Yankees are like the best team in baseball. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I mean, I hear it. I mean, anytime I listen to the K show or whatever, it's like, how come the Yankees didn't hit that way in this day? They called for a punt and they swung for it and they lost the game. I'm like, yeah, they lost one of 162 games. You know, <laughs> good, good fucking grief. I mean, but in the end, that, that's New York fan base. It, it is what it is. It, it's just. Um, oh, Eli, you stink. You, uh, you're terrible. Well, you want Super Bowls, Bowls, I don't care anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, it, I mean, that's really it. It's, 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 you, you take the good, take the bad. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. So I was going to make an argument that he's missing less, or he's missing more chances, but when I went to his Wikipedia page, he's actually on track for his goals per year. So, uh, 2016 in total for between the two teams, Red Bull 2 and uh, Red Bulls and MLS, 38 games, uh, four goals, 2017, 37 and three goals. And so far in 2018, 17 games and two goals. So he's actually on pace to, to have a career high in goals. And that's from a, a non regular starter spot. Yeah. And by the way, he's played two games in USL this year, but also, so we, what we I matched say the is, guy for the last two games. The the Red Bulls have a win and a draw in the past two games. So true. You know what? What I, what I will say is, like like Truman mentioned, it's perception, right? If if the if the shots he that that he didn't make this past week or on or against the Seattle were not easy shots, people wouldn't be ragging on him, right? I I think, and I'm not saying this to try to be unfair to him. It's a if they're in MLS, they're they're a professional player. They should be better, or they should be growing, right? I think I think what we, I think as much as he is growing, I don't think he's growing as fast as people would like, and that's really the biggest issue of all. Not right? everyone is Tyler Adams. That's the thing, right? <laughs> you have Tyler Adams who basically. His first year became a starter. You have Sean Davis for who, as much as he was benched at the beginning of last year, eventually did pick, did earn the spot that he was supposed to take after uh, they let McCarty go, right? Mm-hmm. And then they bring Kaku in, and now it's perception. Well, if they brought Kaku in, then maybe and he's he is the odd man out when Kaku's in the lineup. So you know when he's when he has his chance and he does have a bad game, at least in, in, in the, the more obvious respects anyway, it it's only natural that people are going to think he's not living up to what he's supposed to be. Well, I mean, yeah, and I think part of that is, you know, what, two years ago he was average at best and nothing seemed to push him off the field. I mean, he's Jesse Marsh's pet. Uh, and I think a lot of people resent that. Um and you know. I was gonna say, well, probably didn't. As much as it was a great, great moment, it probably didn't help that he had that goal against New York City in 2016. Oh, he was good, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was like his introduction to the fan base. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like if you come in on that big of a high, it's kind of hard to live up to it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say at this point, I mean, again, kind of like what uh, uh, Jeremiah was saying, um, you know, based on what we've seen the last couple of days, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him push below possibly to the bench for a game or two. Uh, I'm not super sold on below. I think he's a nice story, but I think that's about it. Um, so if Wheel has maybe taken that next uh, step, um, maybe a benching is what he needed, you know, uh, when he, considering all the passes he was given early on in his career. Um, you know, sometimes good benching is what you need to unlock your potential. So, yeah, I mean, look at Matt Miaska, right? He, yeah, absolutely. He, mm-hmm. he put, it was what, like four or five games, and he had like that one really bad game in Philly. And Pecky's like, nope, you're going to sit on the bench the rest of the year. And then he came back next year, mm-hmm. like lit up the league, and then was off to Chelsea. So, yeah, yeah. and you said it yourself just now, um, Sean Davis. Um, you know, so uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, if you can start getting some assists and maybe we work on his headers a little bit, um, <laughs> he could be. Uh, he could well, be one of it, it was okay. He did score a goal. You know, <laughs> the Columbus game we f- keep forgetting about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the Columbus game was just so, so I don't know, weird, like it's forgettable. So yeah, and it's not not for the goal, but it's just in general, it's forgettable. So. All right. Uh, any other afterthoughts on these two games? Oh, we, I think we've talked too much now at this point. Even if I did, we've 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 gone too far. Well, I've got I've got one because I was going to kind of roll it into the uh, dumping ground with the U.S. national team, but since it's about our team, I might as well do it. Um, based on the performance of Tyler Adams uh, over the past couple of months in the national team and Tim Parker this past week or past two weeks, I guess, yeah, because he appeared in the Island game as well. Um, Red Bulls are win now. They're win now right now, and that means they need to fill that hole. I mean, we just talked about it. Mawil may step up. They've got to fill that hole in this next transfer window on the right side. Uh, Velo, again, like I said, nice story, but that's about it. I don't think he's the full player. And I'm not saying it has to be Ignacio Pacetto. That'd be nice. It probably isn't going to be. But they need to – if they want to – if they are actually serious about winning a title, they've got to fill the holes they have. Because they're win now. Because at the end of the season, we already know Tyler's gone, uh, and Tim Parker is twenty five. If he's going to test his uh, his contract is up, if he's going to test uh, the waters with um, with Europe, and if he wants to stay in the national team picture, he probably has to. He's going to do it at the end of this contract. So uh, you know, I think for all the people who really believe in the system, are saying, "Oh no, no, we got a Dom coming," uh, then Velo can take. Adam's spot next year and wheel can fill in the right or whatever. No, they need to bring somebody in uh, to fill this hole, show the fan base. They are serious about winning MLS cup because this is it. This is your very narrow window because it's going to be a different team next year. That's fine right there. So what you're saying is they're at now, now. Yeah. Now, 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 now. now. Yeah. So one will then be now. Uh, now, wait, I don't, I don't remember this. I know, I know what this is. But I can't think of what it is. Okay. I'm just going to do movie references that people have to tell us where it is because I refuse to tell them. Yeah, it's like, I know, yeah, I know I've seen it and I'm like, ah, I can't remember what it is. But, and bonus points if you could figure out not only the reference, but I would say one of the, one of the actors who has not been in film for what, a good 10, 15 years now? Yeah, in fact, this actor just uh, made a cameo on the Goldbergs. Oh, did he? 
Yes. Uh, not, and his face was not shown because of the <laughs> reference we're making. Wow. Okay. And, you know, and, I know exactly what we're talking about now. <laughs> now, 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 you know. See, yeah. I know the, I knew the reference. I didn't remember the lines. That's the yeah. problem. So I couldn't join in. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have on with us Sean Francis from Asbury Park FC. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Red Bull Rant, and tonight we have a very special guest to discuss where you should be for the next few weekends, the next one, two, three, four weekends, I believe, uh, to get your World Cup fix. The co-founder of Asbury Park SC, and I like to refer to him as the original MLS insider, Mr. Sean Francis. Sean, what's going on? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? We are doing great. Not not as good as Saudi Arabia, or sorry, not as good as Russia, but <laughs> yeah, they're doing okay. Uh, you know, after getting drilled today. So uh, l- let me ask you first. Um, aside from what the plans are for the next few weekends, I mean, with the USA being out, how is like your actual fandom tuned into the World Cup? You know, it's weird, man. I think I think it's basically a pure soccer fandom and nothing else. You know what I mean? It's like just strictly love of the game at this point. A couple of teams I would like to see do well. A couple of teams I definitely want to watch them play because I know it's going to be entertaining, but it's definitely weird. You know, it's like the first time since, uh, you know, since I've actually been following soccer, you know, um, that but there's not the U.S. team in the World Cup, so it's a little bizarre. Yeah, and I think it's funny because I think it was kind of uh, tempered with us getting awarded the World Cup in eight years, which I got really pumped for. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be really old at that point. Like, <laughs> okay, I was excited. Now I'm going to be like 48. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not that excited now. Same. I was doing the math myself. I was like, oh, I'll, be, I'll be 49. I'm like, oh, man, that, that really will not be a wild World Cup. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to party anymore. <laughs> it's going to be boring. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the sporting equivalent. Of, like me and my friends are basically going to be the sporting equivalent of that garage band that's in all the Viagra commercials. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's wild, let's, ho- wild hogs. Wild, wild hogs. <laughs> uh, let's get into what's going on, uh, especially this weekend. Real quick. For those who don't know, and I really don't think there isn't there is like anybody who doesn't know, just to explain a little bit of what Asbury Park FC is all about. Asbury Park FC is the the biggest club you've never heard of. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of this weird point where uh, Steve McLaren meets Malcolm McLaren. It's a little bit soccer. It's a little bit uh, performance art. <laughs> the soccer team has performance art. You know, we have all the trappings of modern football. We have supporters clubs and watch parties and social media accounts and create a lot of content and sell merchandise we just don't actually play games because we don't think it hurt we're old tired for that i I think once you actually play a game that the club completely falls apart i think that's what'll happen i think so 
it's Ian and I have joked about it a couple of times. It's like, you know, yeah. When, when does the joke stop being funny or when does it end? It's like, yeah, when we actually play a game or if we can get Bruce Springsteen in a Jersey, like after that, <laughs> there's nothing else to do after that. <laughs> uh, we should mention also to our listeners, especially if they're new that uh, your other co-founder, Ian Perkins has been on this podcast uh, several times, right around three or four times, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last time was when they yeah. lost their uh, promotion playoff a few years ago. <laughs> or, I, I can't remember. I wish I could remember the name of the team. That Watford. Come on, man. Watford. I should know that. I Watford. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he was a very chipper fellow that day. Oh, he was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys have merch. The merch is friggin' awesome. If you haven't seen it, go to all the social medias. I'll plug you so you don't have to. Uh Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Great merch. Now, this starting this weekend, uh, you guys are doing, I think it's called the Asbury Park FC Clubhouse at, at the Asbury Park Yacht Club, which just so people know, there will not be yachts there. No, it's a very ironically named Yacht Club. It's more of a, a, it's a surf bar, dive bar, super chill on the boardwalk and right smack in the middle of the uh, Asbury Park boardwalk, big garage doors that open up onto the boardwalk with a patio. We'll have the games on, you know, earlier in the day, as soon as the game's over, we're going right into the matinee shows, man. We've got about 14, no, 15 bands over the five weekends. Um, this weekend kicks off with uh, Mercy Union, which is uh, Jared Hart from the Scandals, Rocky Cantonese, uh, Benny from Gaslight Anthem on drums. I've got those guys and uh, Lost in Society playing. We also have the Red Bulls. Uh, street team is going to come down and doing a whole beach soccer activation with 5v5 games and a couple of uh, different skill challenges. Uh, those, you know, the sort of thing you see when you go to the games outside of Red Bull Arena on the boulevard, all the different uh, soccer sort of skill chill challenges they have. They're going to bring a couple of those down. So it's going to be an epic day, man. It's going to be really fun. And yeah, merch. We've got a team shop. A physical team shop for one, so <laughs> we got some, uh, a bunch of products there. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to have um, three new shirts. We're going to have some new jerseys that no one has seen yet. We've got scarves, some enamel pins, hats, just a, probably you know uh, ten different items that we've never put out before, and they're going to go on sale first this weekend in the shop. They'll be online um, after that. But we wanted to kind of give people that actually make the effort to come down and hang out and watch the games with us. Let them have kind of first crack at stuff. Jay is already getting ready to PayPal me money since I'll be coming down on Saturday. Uh, he's already just send me cash for scarves and what have you. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I live in Maryland, so I'm not going to be able to get to most of these things. And that's and I'm from Jersey, so you know, well, specifically Monmouth County. So having Asbury Park FC stuff is great. My only complaint, and that's something I can talk to you about when we stop recording, <laughs> is I can't buy anything <laughs> my size. And I tried asking once, and I thought I got a yes, but they never heard back. So I got to talk to you about that. Hit me up. <laughs> we, we, can spe- we can special order. We can special yeah, order. I'm, I'm willing to pay for special order. <laughs> as long as it's not extra medium. Those are really hard to find. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. It's not extra medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually something just not medium. Here's here's an important question for me, because now yeah. it's become an addiction. The soft shirt. Will you guys have soft shirts? All the shirts now are soft shirts. Oh, yeah, my God. Changed recently. Oh. Yeah, I'll build in soft style. 
Oh, wonderful. I, I've, very, very I, I mean, necessary in the summer. It, it really is. And I'm wearing a regular shirt and I hate it. I hate every, and it's a Red Bull shirt and I hate every second of wearing this right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm, I'm super pumped to come down there. Also, uh, next weekend, you guys are going to have a few Red Bulls players showing up. Yeah, man. We've got, uh, Aaron Long. We have got Derek Etienne Jr. And we have got Monmouth County's own Sean Akira Davis, which I'm very, very stoked about. So, uh, yeah, those guys are going to come down on the 24th at 1 o'clock. They'll be hanging out, taking pictures, signing autographs, and just, uh, you know, making the whole thing happen. I've also seen that Tops trading cards are going to be represented. Yep, Tops is one of our sponsors. Um, Umbro USA is one of our sponsors. The Red Bulls are one of our sponsors. We've got partnered with all three of them just to make this happen. We're super grateful because it's kind of a weird, crazy idea, and all three of them were like, oh, okay, that's different. Let's do it. <laughs> they were like, oh, okay, great. You know, it, it's funny, man. They're like, uh, you know, this, this club in finger quotes, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different of an idea, and I think that's what appeals to some of these brands. You know, it's like something fun and different they can do and something they can do around soccer, particularly in this instance, they can do something around the World Cup, even though they're not sponsors of the World Cup, you know, and that's always a challenge for, for brands. And, and I think the Red Bulls have proven, I mean, Red Bull in general, really, they, they do like to reach out and do unique uh, things, as has been proven over and over again. So this is absolutely perfect for them. Yeah, yeah, they're, um, we're excited about it. They're excited about it. Tops is really fun because we've done a couple things with them. They did some um, trading cards for us. They made like these promo cards for us. We basically, they basically took all the photos of the different musicians and soccer players and, you know, Brian Dunst at the Lexi Lawless type guys. All the pictures of those guys that were on social media floating around of them wearing APFC stuff. And they made cards um, with all those guys. So there's like these great cards of like, Brian Baker out of Bad Religion, Brandon Steiner out of Rancid, and then like Sasha Question, you know, all in APFC gear and they have APFC top trading cards. So we did some stuff like that with them. There's actually, uh, I'll break a little news here. They've actually, they're actually going to be sliding these other cards into some commercial packs of cards. It's sort of a little bit of an Easter egg. Um, and there will be a Benjamin Go Home card out there in circulation. Well, well, well. Now, <laughs> this is like the golden ticket. Like, oh, yeah. you're actually going to send people out on the streets. Very rare. There will, there, there will be a bit. The, le- the legendary APSC player, Benjamin Gohm, and there will be a, there will be a, uh, a card of our, our dream stadium on the roof of Convention Hall. <laughs> so, if you find one of those, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be valuable. You pass them down to your children. So, uh, my, honestly, my only question, because I, can't think of anything at the moment besides from this. Uh, so you guys have this Saturday, you're having uh, the music starts at five. The Red Bulls yep. have an open cup game at seven. Ooh. So are you going to have a watch party for the Red Bulls open cup game? We are not, unfortunately, because they've got bands that come on in the evening uh, uh, after we're done. Boo. I know. We're, it's funny. Now the, um, Cloud Nine crew, uh, the the Sky Blue supporters, come like, hey, can we have a watch party for our game afterwards? And we we were like, oh, that would be cool. And then we asked the venue, and they're like, we sure they have bands booked, you know, for the usual evening programming. So, unfortunately, no. 
So, so what we have to do but, is just raid the Cloud Nine party and put both games on. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. That's going to be at Beach House Brewery in uh, Bradley Beach. So they're going to come down and watch World Cup games at the Yacht Club, and then you know make a little run two towns down to Bradley to the Bradley Brew Project, which is a great brewery. You should check it out um, and watch their game. Who knows? Maybe they can split the TVs. Hmm. I have to uh, make some, uh, I would say, calls, but really just messages to people, you know. Messages, oh, just message anymore. former guest Jen, so, Jen Miller, so. <laughs> yeah, she knows all. <laughs> um, how, how did this, like, real quick, how did it like, even come about? Like, how did you come up with this idea and, and make this even possible? Because the, the work going into it must have been crazy. Uh, it is crazy. It's still crazy, like. <laughs> after I get phone with you guys, I've got to go to Home Depot and about three other places to buy stuff that has to go into the space. Uh, the next 36 hours, you know, finishing, getting everything set, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but you know, the idea was basically like, you know, my day job is I work in an agency and I, we put together a lot of these events. You know, we did like the Heineken house events for rivalry week in New York and LA. And we do, all these events for Nike and things like that. And I was just kind of thinking about it. You know, it's like World Cup comes around and everybody gets into it, but it seems like all the fun, cool, big parties are in New York. They're in LA, they're in Chicago. Well, guess what? Everyone from New York and Philly in the summer is at the shore. So why don't we do something here for our people and let's, let's have our own fun. We don't, you know, we don't have to go to the city for a big watch party. Let's go here. And, you know, what better way to kind of do something that's a little bit different, a little bit off the beaten track is with, than with, you know, uh, a club that doesn't really have a team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was, you know, it was just kind of this idea we had. We were just like, let's do something for us. Let's do something for our people. And I think, um, you know, once we started putting it out there, a couple of different venues in town, there was two or three that were like interested and once you start putting out to a couple of bands, we hooked up with Andy Diamond, who's like a, a legendary uh, concert promoter here in New Jersey, books a lot of bands, a great relationship with a lot of bands. We reached out to Andy. He was like, I'm in. I'm 100% in. He brought in, you know, Mercy Union, Toy Cars, Lost in Society, Chris Bed in the Woods, all these great Jersey bands. Every band that's playing is, is, is from New Jersey. Um you know, and it was, we were just like, once everyone kind of heard the idea, they bought in pretty quickly. And then it was just kind of this little bit of a steamroller of like, okay, this is happening. I better get my butt in gear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I've been texting and calling Ian, you know, at weird hours. Luckily, he's up at weird hours because he's, he's got a crazy year with, you know, Brian Fallon put a solo album out in February. And he was basically on the road for from February to May, end of May had three weeks off. He's went on the road with Gaslight. He's in Europe right now with Brian Fallon again. Gaslight tour starts up two weeks after that again. So he's bopping around all over the place. So, you know, he's been my uh, consigliere when it's, you know, one in the morning and I have some weird, crazy idea. And I'm like texting him and I'm like, where are you, by the way? And he's like, I'm in Austria. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know he's, he's been the person kind of keep me like, no, that's a crappy idea. Don't do that. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I definitely have to quickly shout out too to Andy Diamond, and uh, I suggest to anyone if you haven't met the guy, uh, make sure you meet him at the very end of the night because that's where Andy shines. Just, just saying. <laughs> 
That's when Frank Nyman comes out. <laughs> that's the real. That's when you meet the real man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when the oof. <laughs> you'll see it. Andy, Andy will be hanging out if you come down to the yacht club. You got to meet the guy. He is the man. Yeah, I. He is the mess. I will definitely be there. I'm trying to get Pat to come down. He he has some plans, but I'm going to try to uh, coerce him. <laughs> uh, so really, if, I mean, if you want to come hang out with with me, I, I'll, I'll be there. Um, the bands are going to be awesome. The games are going to be good. Even just you can just go watch games because we have absolutely no uh, rooting interest. And uh, I want to let you go because you said you're going to Home Depot right after this, and I think we've already kept you too long. Um, but but I mean, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about it. I'm super pumped about this. That's why I said we got to get Sean on. We absolutely have to uh, talk about this. Thanks for having me, guys. No, seriously, I appreciate you guys helping spread the word. And uh, if I don't see you this weekend, maybe I'll see you guys back at the arena. Uh, uh, of course, mm-hmm. naturally. Of course. Goes without saying. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, right, uh, so, yeah. thank you for coming on. Oh, Jay, go ahead. So I was going to say, before we go, we got to let you, of course, you know, put your presence out there. So social media, website, you know, whatever you want to promote real quick. Yeah, yeah, just follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow, you know, it's both at Asbury Park FC, and we're on Facebook as well, if you want to do that. I don't know, you know, Facebook's one of those weird things where people only use it to see pictures of their baby cousin and to find out who's racist. That's really all you say. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you want to follow us on Facebook, we're on Facebook as well. Awesome. Sean, thank you so much. Uh, We will be right back with more Red Bull Rant. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Uh, once again, I want to thank Sean for coming on the show. Uh, remember, Saturday, uh, this Saturday, the 16th and the 17th, uh, Sunday, as we park FC at uh, the Yacht Club. If you want to watch some World Cup games, hear some good music, and get some merch. Yeah. And, and if you give us Patreon money, we'll maybe consider giving some of it to the uh, Asbury Park FC stadium plan on top of Convention Hall. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad investment. Come on. All right. You, you get to invest in us, maybe, out of the goodness of our heart, giving that money to somebody else. <laughs> and Truman, right now, you can't see it, but he's showing us a reference. of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Red Bulls have one game this week, but it is not in MLS. Did, did you just play something? No, I didn't. Okay. I thought I heard something. No. Um, they will be – Red Bulls will be traveling down to – Take on the Philadelphia Union this Saturday, June 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern Start Time. Uh, I will be in the building because it's an hour away for me, so why the fuck not? Why um, the fuck not? The game will be broadcast on the whatever the U.S. Uh, Open Cup site is and NewYorkRedBulls.com slash live or whatever. Um, the Union this year in MLS are 5, 7, and 3, 18 points minus 5 goal difference. Uh, they're four two and two at home though, so they're decent home record. Uh, last five games, lost, loss, win, draw, win. 
that does not include, though, a 5 nothing win over the Richmond Kickers in their last Open Cup match. Uh, and the news that came out today, uh, Ryan Mayer has officially been named the goalkeeper for all the U- U.S. Open Cup games. Yeah, so uh, you, that should be. So all you people uh, who are blaming him for losing last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not the reason we lost last year. I know. That I'm making fun of the... The uh, overreactors. He's making some funds. Our famous mm-hmm. doesn't overreact. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right. So, uh, open cup games. We don't do official predictions, but uh, thoughts, uh, Truman. What do you think about the game coming up on Saturday? Well, well. First of all, you're going to a game that doesn't exist. It's going to Pat. Doesn't That's exist earlier. It's not a real game, so Jay's going to be standing there watching imaginary players play. Uh, hey, that at being least, at least it's a night out of the house. I'll take it. <clears throat> that being said, what do I expect? I Pat, cover your ears. Turn mute the sound. Everything. Uh, <laughs> they're going to play a very a lineup. That's my feeling because they're going to have a full week off. And I think this happened last year too with the scheduling. It was where they kind of had a big gap in games and they kind of rolled out an A team. So I think you're going to see a very A team. Bradley Ray Phillips starting, not sure about that. That's the one guy I could see probably start on the bench, but aside from that, I see him rolling out. Guys, why Why wouldn't you, right? I mean, obviously, Taxi's going to start because he got pulled, what, uh, in the 60th minute of last night's game. So they're definitely gearing up for this, especially on the road where you're going to want more of your better players out there to start. Uh I'm not going to give you a hardcore prediction, but I, I definitely think the Red Bulls can win this game. I mean, talent-wise, they're they're just – I know aside from 0-0 draw at home, they're a better team than Philadelphia. They're, they just are. Um, whether they prove it or not, I don't know. But I I don't know. I like their chances. Uh, yeah, no, I think it'll probably be a made lineup or close to it anyway. Um, you know, they um... – like you said, they have the time off, so that's probably what they'll do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like last year didn't it kind of always broke that way. They were like had home games pretty much throughout, except Cincinnati and uh, had, and New England. They had, no, they didn't play New England last year. They uh, did what? No, we didn't. Not in the Open Cup. Oh no, no, because we. Had- in the third round, mm-hmm. or sorry, the fourth round, where we played New York City FC, beat them one nothing. In the round of sixteen, we uh, tied Philly one one and beat them five three on penalty kicks. Uh, shit, sorry, I skipped the quarterfinals. You're right, but that one was that one was on the road at New England. Then we went okay. on the road to FC Cincinnati and on the yes. road to Fort Kansas City. So okay. I was right. I thought I thought they were. Hey, for some reason, I remember them being home pretty much for all the games, but. So I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Philly, they always fall on their face. So I don't see – they'll so, probably win, I, but I, I, I'm, 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 I've got that feeling they won't. So if we try an A lineup and we don't win, I'd say that – I'd say it's a problem for this game, but not a problem for the rest of the year because I want to make sure it's, I'm not overreacting here. Because um, here's the thing. Philly has this weird way of doing well in the Open Cup – but not necessarily doing well in MLS play. Yeah. I mean, what was it, like three years? This is like the fourth year in a row they were playing them, right? So, that like, they, they beat us at home 
on penalty kicks. We beat them at home on penalty kicks. They beat us, I think, once at their place, or we beat them there. I can't remember what it was. But they had this weird way of, like, doing well in Open Cup tournament. It, it's, like, it's like the year D.C. went to the finals and they were dead last in the league. It was, like, the worst statistical year in MLS history. Yeah. They yeah. won the Open Cup. Did they win that one? I forget. They won. They did. They did. So that's why, you know, which I want to bring up when everybody, like last year, everybody lost their fucking minds when I said Sporter Shield was more important. We won the Sporter Shield that year. So all you people who said that, that means you would trade our Sporter Shield year for DC's three win Open Cup year. <laughs> Bullshit. No, Bullshit. I, would not, I would not trade that. Nobody fucking would. You're all lying to yourself. And too bad this isn't video because I'm doing the double dick jank. <laughs> Double dick yank. Because that's what you are all. The double Jesse Marsh. <laughs> the double Jesse. The double J. My my only question is at what point does Jesse Marsh Leeds go get his UEFA whatever next level coaching <laughs> license? That's true. That's, that is what happens when he's in Philadelphia. He just kind of buggers on out of there. <laughs> you just see like you just see him like he's got like all of a sudden you just see him. He has like a. A Borussia Dortmund scarf on. And he's running off the field in the 60th minute. Like he didn't even go to Leipzig. He just went right to Dortmund. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many people are coming down for the game. I know ESC with, and I assume Viking are selling tickets, but um, I imagine it'll be a decent, decent contingent coming down since it's a Saturday game and everything. But we'll see. Uh. So, time for dumping ground. Oh, no, it's not because we got to talk about the other two teams. Right. Uh, New York Red Bulls 2, they won their home opener at Montclair 4 2 over the Charlotte Independence. Uh, the next game is Saturday against, or sorry, at the Pittsburgh River Hounds. Sky Blue FC drew 0 0 against Washington, which means they still haven't won. Oof. But at least they didn't lose. I guess. Uh, this week they're at on Saturday they're at Orlando Pride at seven thirty PM. Hopefully they can win one. Hopefully. And All again right. again there's gonna be a watch party, which we talked about with Sean, so there you go. Dude. All right. Dumping ground. I got nothing. So <laughs> And you know why I have nothing? Because I've been busy with work. <laughs> you could have even just you could have stolen the softball. USA is getting the World Cup in twenty twenty six. Yeah. I could, I could yeah. have but but for some, I felt like I leave it up to you because you're all the U.S. international stuff. I'm the only person who lives in this country and cares about U.S. soccer. No, but it's your topic. It's always been your topic. Uh, you had that's... you had a show for a while about that topic. This makes up for all the questions you didn't ask Sean Francis, our guest, on the show. Oh, don't... this is how you come back and, <laughs> hey, and fill in the hey, show. Don't make it sound like I didn't ask Sean Francis questions. I don't ask anybody questions. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I at least asked a question. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you get me on. I'm like, what do you do? I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not that vain. I just never know what to ask people. But uh, USA soccer, yes. They had an encouraging draw against France. I mean, granted, it looked like uh, we were watching, you know, year 2000 U.S. national team the way they were bunkered in. But, I mean, let's not forget this is – it was kind of like a B plus, B, B plus lineup with most of the kids – uh, missing key players like uh, you know, DeAndre Yedlin I think was out. Yeah, he was he was not in most of the game. Uh, John Brooks, although the three center backs played very well, um, you know. So, but to, to put a team 
to, to give a team that many expect to compete for the World Cup uh, such fits, it's certainly encouraging. Um, you know, in a way, you could say that us missing the World Cup is a blessing in disguise because uh, these kids wouldn't be playing this early and playing against this comp- type of competition if not for us missing the World Cup. I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, watching Russia play today, like, ugh. You know, just it, it hurts. It pains pains me to know. And seeing Putin and that other guy just like <laughs> terrible, you know, just awful. That was a weird handshake. Yeah, it <laughs> was weird in, in, in the first half of a game. It's not even like the game was over. I mean, you kind of just feel like you know, just off camera, each guy's secret police was actually pointing a gun at the other leader. Like the way that, like the awkwardness of that whole thing. See, that assumes that the Russian secret police would let anybody else into the country. Yeah, well, apparently they did, so. Um, so, yeah, uh, so that was uh, pretty encouraging. Um, USA will play Brazil in September at MetLife Stadium if anyone local wants to go. Uh, you know, just give that a heads up, and we'll see these kids uh, do some more and probably get destroyed by Brazil. But uh, we'll also meet a new coach and then, and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, I have a crazy idea idea for you. All right. I know it's not a professional sport, so you can't quite do this, but I would be totally okay if the national team kind of not tanked, but kind of just fucked around, experimented for the next four years, and somehow didn't qualify for Qatar either. Because I don't want our fans going to that country for a World Cup. I would rather get one hell of an awesome program in the next eight years so we don't even have to bother to qualify because we're already in, baby, and just experiment, 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 get the right formula for in eight years. We're just whooping ass at home. Just saying. Can we Can we actually afford to do that, though? No, we can't. Yeah, not a chance, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's what I want. Yeah, I, I don't want to go to Cutter either, but I want to go to Cutter. In December. Yeah, because <laughs> remember that one's in the winter. Yeah, take that every other league. Oh, and then us will reign supreme. And and they're asking for, uh, I think I think they're asking for that one to become the first one with forty eight teams, not the one in the United States. Oh, got him. Kind of wants say yeah, but ugh, yeah. They want they want the history. Oh, fuck Cutter. Yeah, place is terrible. Terrible, terrible place with terrible human rights. We're playing. Uh, we're already playing a World Cup in a place with awful human rights, as demonstrated above. If you watch the news today, uh, you know about a, a Frenchman getting assaulted, beaten down with brain damage, you know, injuries, and yeah, I'm sure it'll be way better. Way better, yeah. Way, like as long as you stay stay inside the fan zones, uh, you won't get you know your hands cut off for getting drunk or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess then we'll move on. To, we kind of touched upon it. Yeah, the USA gets the World Cup with Mexico and Canada in 2026. Uh, shows that pretty much, and by the margin that they won, it kind of shows that like all the you know nerve wracking was uh, overblown. About you know they were in danger of losing it because they won by like they got like 60 percent of the vote or something <laughs> like that. Um, so it was never really, uh, in doubt. Uh, so yeah, that should be fun. I mean, I'll be 40, 44. That's right. As we did math earlier. So (laughs) so I'll be halfway to death. Um, (laughs) you know, if I'm not already, 
Uh, so it's, it should be that'll suck. But other than that, it's a, <laughs> it should be a good time. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't, you know, I'll probably who knows forty four. I might be like, ah, it's just easy to watch from home. Maybe boring in eight years. Who knows? But it's right. You can look out your window and see the game. I don't care. I like my television. <laughs> Since, so. since since you guys have given your ages, I will be forty two. There you go, you son so. of a bitch. Now you know who's the youngest. Hey, hey. we already knew that, and don't blame me for my age. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's his parents' fault. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's uh you know that, that's something that's you know a nice little uh, for as terrible as it is watching this World Cup and like all my old World Cup video pictures and stuff are coming up on my time hop. So it's just like really like killing me right now just like so like oh yeah look that's when i had lots of fun in bradley beach at darcy Stavern for usa england like oh that's me at the derby tent to your door in usa portugal <laughs> i mean it's like it sucks Those were the know. times it sucks man but hey, at least there's uh, something to look forward to yeah uh, I, it, it's weird like today i did watch the game but <sighs> it's tough to get into and it, i think the biggest the biggest issue is the time Oh, yeah. Six six hour time difference uh, for the game in Moscow, something like that. Yeah, and then there's going to be eight a.m. games because some are being played in like Vladivostok on the freaking all the other side of of Russia. So I, it doesn't add like it doesn't help that like the games are like weird times. We're not there. Uh, it's I don't know. It's going to be a tough World Cup to watch. I'll say that. Yeah, but, I'm, I I'm definitely. Handpicking which games I watch. Yeah, any six a.m. Any six a.m. game I have not watching that shit. No, yeah, no. It's well, going to be the DVR World Cup. <laughs> I was going to say I, I I signed up for YouTube TV just explicitly for the DVR because. Okay, my one rant. <laughs> there you go. This is not about YouTube TV. This is about Fox Soccer. Uh, you have a service called Fox. Fox Soccer Match Pass Plus or Match Pass. I pay for it. You advertised that the World Cup was going to be on it, and then decided you pulled it off. There's not to put it on there. Why the fuck are, wouldn't you want my want me to spend money on it, or other people to spend money on it? Oh. You, I now gave my money to Google instead of you. Oh, think of it. Oh, and I gave box. and I gave them less money. Take they that enough money. Well, they have actually. They probably lost a lot of money on this World Cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's why they didn't put it up theirs because they're like, well, the U.S. isn't here, so why bother? Mm. It's a shit. It's very possible. Mm. All right. Anything else? No. Let's. Yeah. No. Uh, one, one quick thing because uh, we did we talked about it. Uh, we did get a tweet. Uh, it is political in nature. Oh, uh, and we we said that. I think we may not have said it in the past. We think we've said it in the past, but we just don't really. What it was politics and religion are two topics we just kind of stay away from on this show. Yeah, I think we mentioned uh, that like we would take any and all topics from our Patreon peeps, which still holds up, of course. But yeah, uh, there was a yeah, it was kind of like a political soccer tweet. Yeah. It's just not. It's it. it no, we're not touching it. Yeah, it was about political silly season, which has existed for a while now. Uh, and it was just like, ugh. It's always political silly season. Yeah. Well, I remember there used to be a time when it wasn't that silly. but True. <laughs> back in the day, people used to be reasoned. 
But then the internet came. Yeah, I was going to say, the internet <laughs> shut up. Game over. And everything went to shit. <laughs> All right, so we're done. We're done dumping, right? We well, done. well, we're done dumping on everybody except your terrible team of the week. Oh, and guys, I have a treat for you because yeah. I have two teams. Whoa, I wonder who they teams. are. And they played in one game last night. One game, and that would be the D.C.-Toronto game. Because when you look at a score and you go, 4-4, wow, how great. No, it's it's great because of how bad it was. Because D.C. had a 3 to nothing lead and fucked it up. Not only did they fuck it up, they the game went to 3-3. They scored in like the 90th plus two or whatever, and TFC scored again to tie the game at 4-4, which means it's a draw, and which means that both of those teams still suck at the bottom of the table. So it did nothing for anybody uh, except for everyone who just wanted those two teams to fail epically, and that's exactly what they did. And and the question when I brought up the fact of the scoreline, Pat asked, is, it, is TFC still being a funk? And I go... DC increased their goal tally on the year by like thirty six percent. So yes, TFC still sucks. I did see a tweet. Somebody tweeted uh, that they were like, "Oh, this is a good sign from the TFC is not giving up." But uh, well, we'll see. Oh, here we go. Here, new segment now that it's legal in New Jersey. Uh, our our bet of the week. Oh yeah, oh, right. we, do we need we need uh, like jackpot sounds going on. Uh, uh, you, this makes me think. My bet of the week. If Loud I was a... noises. Sorry, sure. What's this I have. <laughs> that one doesn't fit, but okay. But we we just we just made one that fits. <laughs> we just made it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the Patreon thing. It can't be both. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, bet of the week because this game kind of reminds me of it. If I was in Mama's Park right now, I would put ten bucks on TFC to still make the playoffs. That is like the easiest bet you could possibly make because it's MLS playoffs. It's MLS playoffs. But they're as bad as as, as big a hole as they are. You, you you don't think that you think that's still obvious? I oh boy, we're just going to drag out how, this show how because how many teams need to make the playoffs? Or how many teams make the playoffs? Six. Uh, tw- well, six six per conference. Yeah. Okay. And how far do you think Toronto FC is away from sixth place right now? Uh, ten points. Four. Oh, okay. With well, a game in hand on on, on Orlando. Ah, eh, well, my fucking bet of the week sucks. <laughs> hey, listen, it was your first, so I mean, well, the first is not going to be the best one. Hold on, what, what were the odds at least? Were they good? I don't know. I, I haven't been to Monmouth Park. <laughs> Wait, you made the bet without knowing the odds? No, I'm making a bet, a, a theoretical bet on okay on, on our okay. show. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been to Monmouth. Sorry, Mom- I assumed you made the bet already. Yeah, Monmouth Park it. is just open. Yeah, I'm not going to go to Monmouth Park every Thursday so I can have my. <laughs> I mean, when it's wet, I can do it for my cell phone, sure. But until then, no thank you. So, uh, let's see. Since you did bring it up. Let's see. Uh, oh, son of, I'm not reading all this. I, I have a guy called... I'm not going to read his name, so I'm going to do it. A Zucker Media Group sends me betting odds every once in a while. Um, I'll, I'll read this one. So, top goal scorers for the 2018 World Cup. The favorite right now is Neymar at nine to one. Uh, Messi is second with eleven to one. Uh, Griezmann from France at twelve to one, and Gabriel Jesus from Brazil at fourteen to one. 
No love for Mo Salah. I get it. He doesn't have Mane and Firmino and everyone else, Jordan Henderson, surrounding him. Uh, Mo Salah right now is 50-1. to one. Remember, this is top goal scorer, so you have to take into account knockout. Right, you? right. How about Josie Altidore? Where's he at? Hmm. Uh, I don't see him on I'm going to go hide from the projectiles. Here's the thing is, this, this list doesn't go very far, relatively very far anyway. Well, the first bet wagered in New Jersey was a soccer bet. Phil Murphy put $20 on Germany to win it all. Oh, he was listening to my advice with our interview with Stephen Keel. There you go. Mark, I'm just going to throw it out there and say Phil Murphy listens to our podcast. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying it. That'd be something. Yeah. Uh, so Germany, according to Zucker Media, is a 19 to 4 uh, chance to win. The favorite's Brazil, 92. Yeah, what else is new? Won't be Brazil. France, uh, Kiel's favorite is 13 to 2. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, we oui, oui. All right. Um, We've done enough. We have. We've done enough. We apologize, everybody. We have taken this episode and just dug up its grave and killed it again. Yep. We just keep kicking the corpse around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this one up. Uh, that's Patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Red Bull Rant. Uh, one buck. So that's all you need for the exclusive content. And I didn't do it last week. I forgot. I'll put up the Stephen Keel interview uh, for everybody to listen to. Um, and last week we said we were going to make it public after a week. I, I think internally we're going to play around with that idea. It may not hold true forever. Like what would we're we're going to refine that idea? All right, just as a heads up. Um, if you want to email us, redbullrant at gmail dot com. If you want to call us, like Jeremiah did, nine seven three three four eight five three two nine. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMACD2 for Pat at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud.com slash Red Bull hyphen Rant. Um, real quick, I might do a post game coming back from Philly. I don't know because I don't know how much people want to listen to just me for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I might. Maybe when I'm standing there in this, in, when when we're waiting to be let out of the stadium, maybe I'll get some people and do something. Cool. Uh, anyway, last words for the show. Uh, don't forget, you can still be a sponsor for Forza Lucha. Just message me, okay? I got the Twitter and all that stuff. You hit me up, and I will let you know. Uh, second, just come out, hang out with me or us on Saturday in Asbury Park. Tweet at us, message, come down. Let's hang. And meanwhile, in Philly, a Red Bulls, Chester sucks. So win. Yeah, uh, win. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this has been episode number 268 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.